On this episode of the Autumn Windbags, we are 81 days away from Raiders versus Broncos in week one. Speaking of week one, where will Josh Jacobs be when the start of the NFL season begins? Chandler Jones is wrong. Max Crosby will make you run through a brick wall. And we have a history-making What Up Windbags. And we love you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is an episode of the Auto Winbacks. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. 81 days away from the start Brown, of we are Tim Brown season. What a great way to start. I was like, all right, when should we start with the countdown? Right? I feel like any any sort of triple digits is too much. You know, 100 is like, okay. I like it being way ahead of time because it's never too early to get excited. Plus, that's when you count. That's when, like, you really feel the countdown when the NFL season like builds up, right? It's like free agency ends, OTAs kick in, preseason, blah, 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 blah. Um, in 81, we're starting with Tim Brown. Great way to start. Perfect. Perfect. And, and, and it's it, it's like big chunks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So before you know, we're going to be in the 40s. Before you know, it's going to be like, oh, 15, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it's, it, it gets there quick, man. It gets there fast. Cause it's almost like, cause we do this show, this big show once a week, right? We do clips and lives and all the kind of, but like the big podcast, it's just, it's just Thursdays. We get it right. Just Thursdays and post game shows. It's all we do. And so you, you knock off seven off that number every time. And it's Start just like, oh away at shit, it. 74, we're already at 74. And then it's down even more like, oh, we're already at 77. Ah. Proud of my math right there off the top of my head. Jeez, this freaking guy. Well, I'm getting wiser and older in my old age. First off, thank you everybody for the, who sent me birthday wishes. I appreciate it. Um, turned 40 last week, spent time in Kernville, my favorite place in the world. Thank you so much, everybody, for the birthday wishes. But the big news is this motherfucker, the birthday present that I got. Seeking if it can fit. Yeah, I, don't. I know. I think I was. I was debating not doing the headset and just doing the free mic. No, not working. But take the hat off, dork. Yeah. You see? You see that? Yeah, yeah the Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, baby. Bo Jackson. I may create a custom headset so I can wear this and do the autumn windbags. My Bo Jackson helmet. Signed. Add it to the yeah. add it to the uh, the group of stuff. Now I don't have my headset and mic, so you're probably saying uh, Soto. So you're probably saying something witty, but can't hear it. <laughs> Nor do I need to hear it because I'm wearing Bo Jackson helmet. I'm acting like it's the one he actually wore in games. Clearly not. It's not even one that like really wears. It's got like the like a not true inside. But I'm telling you, man, I may watch all the games in this helmet. That will definitely be something that needs to happen. I won't be able to see much because it covers my eyes. But it'd so be worth it. That's a great gift. I knew you were getting that, by the way. I was super salty. Oh, I'm so stoked on it, man. I was I'm, like, I'm, I'm like debating. Do I like encase it in glass yes. and like put it on the mantle or yes. wear it? Like, I'm not going to be like doing drills against you know, a sled in my backyard. Just like. Listen, man. We, every we time Jacob to, scores a touchdown, boom, put the helmet we on. We have to know our strengths and weaknesses, okay? And our tendencies. Yeah. You're not always the most sober guy watching football, okay? And, I, you know, you got the snacks. You got the snacks laying around. You, you got the mm -hmm. freaking chocolates, like a freaking reach away from you in their chair. That smells like yeah. fart. You got to get some freaking shit on that helmet. Just want to let you know that right now. You don't like it glossy with just shit. I mean, yeah, <laughs> should be protected. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to say you, you know, talk shit on you or anything, but I mean, you're gonna fuck it up if you keep pulling it out. People think I love running backs. Um, my crew at SiriusXM years ago 
got me a Marshawn Lynch signed football for my birthday. I was like, oh, like, thank you. Like, this is very generous. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it forever. And I love it. But it was like, yeah, Marshawn, you know, played like a season and a half. I was never that high on him. And like, okay, he kind of like came in out of shape and whatever. But all right, cool. He was a Raider. Once a Raider, always a Raider. I'll, I'll love, you know, Bo Jackson, obviously the legend. Um, but I guess that's what you do after a six win season. You know, you get a, you start going back. You know what I mean? You go, you get a Howie Long jersey, right? You get a Plunkett jersey, you get a Stabler jersey, you get a, a Bo Jackson signed helmet. It's kind of season for that. And I guess it's going to be timeless, right? Like everyone knows Bo Jackson. You're welcome, Tech Mobile. You know, thank you, Dane, for getting me that helmet for my birthday. I appreciate it. Yeah, freaking Dane. What a bum. Yeah, what it's, a bum. You, you, you have to go with, with the old school guys. I mean, Mm-hmm. The way that the modern NFL, the way modern sports is, you you, you can never tell if a player is going to stay with the team for their entire career. Yeah. So it's like it's better to like wait till after they retire, and you can think of the good times, and that's when you get those guys. You you can get the jersey. You can get the when like the career is already solidified. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're with the team. 10 years it's like okay even if you go on and leave the team and play five years somewhere else you're still a raider. Nope. i mean i get it but you're not a raider you're not a raider until you retire again that's when you're a raider once a raider always a raider does not apply when you play for another team it only applies when you play for the raiders and then when you retire when you don't play anymore i would i would disagree i think once you've solidified yourself on the team no. You can get the jersey and you are. You're, you're on you're on loan. I'm not gonna cheer for you if you're not playing for the Raiders. I can cheer for a I could I could cheer for a player well, go ahead and say who you want to say a long time. I could cheer for I could cheer for any true you Raiders as long as we're not playing the Raiders. You can do whatever you want, but yeah. what I'm saying is the true feeling of being a Raider and why it's so special being a Raider fan is because it's Raiders against everybody. Raiders or nothing. If you want to cheer for somebody on another team, and once you're a true you. Raider, you're still a true. Ra- as long as you're not playing the Raiders, as long There's as you're not no playing the Raiders, true Raider. Were you not rooting not for Charles Woodson when he was on the Packers? I didn't. I, I I didn't give two shits about Charles Woodson on the Packers. Well, you're a piece of shit and a bad Raider fan. Charles I, Woodson no, that's is a not gift. True. That's a not gift true to the Raiders. Yeah, and then when he came back, fucking all about him. Yeah, you're not helping my team any. Then okay, whatever. He's not hurting us either unless he's playing us. It's not Charles Woodson versus everybody. It's the Raiders. It's the name on the front, not the name on the back. And he is a Raider. Raiders versus everybody. So if you're if you're if you're a part of everybody, then you're versus me, right? Not if you're not playing the Raiders. It's Raiders versus everybody unless okay. you're out I'm somewhere in the NFC East playing for nobody. You, want. you can cheer for whoever you want. What I'm saying is don't be surprised if you catch shit for it. Don't be surprised if I make you eat shit for it. If you don't want to root for like a true lifelong Raider. Look, I'm not going to root for your fucking fanboy crush, Derek Carr. I know that's what you're talking about. I I just got to, any fucking guy, any fucking guy you can root for as long as I'm playing the Raiders. Get out of here, bro. You're so transparent. You are the only one with Derek Carr on your mind. Remember you're when you're so like, when Derek Carr got you, you're like, right once now. Derek Carr's traded, once he's gone, look, I'll never say his name again. You're I don't bring him up. So you bring him up. No, you brought him up without bringing him up. Like, we're not supposed to, like, it's realize. because he's on your what? brain. No, 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 not no. my brain. No, no, no. What long-term Raider who's been here around 10 years or so, who, who doesn't play for the team now? Decade's a good, good number to pick. Great, yeah. it's a great number. When, when are you a true raider then? What's your number? A, no, it's not about being a true raider. You're oh, a raider you. when you're you play put a number on it. Team, oh, perfect. When you're a player for the team, you're a raider. Now, when you when you put on another uniform, you're no longer a raider. You're a, you are the enemy now. Now, when you retire, if you're playing the raiders, you're the enemy. No, no, no. You're always the enemy because it's raiders versus everybody. Now, you who somehow managed to turn. A Bo Jackson helmet into a Derek Carr conversation. No, no, you he turned is... it into a, no. Look, I'm not going to let you do I that. I turned it into a Derek Carr conversation. Yes. I you, turned it. You said everything that is him without Derek Carr. Has, there's our there. There's a hundred Raiders who played for the Raiders for like almost around a decade and then played somewhere else. It there's, just so happens that this is the hundreds. first year. Like, dude, it's so transparent, dude. Just stop. 
Stop. If that's not who you were hinting at, stop. I was hinting at anybody. It is you a well-known status of mine. You need to stop right now. Right you, now, you need to stop. You have poisoned your own brain to Derek Carr that he's been gone for months, and you still can't get him out of your brain. I no, have dude, not dude, mentioned his oh name God, or dude. brought him up. No, I'm not going to do that. We're not doing that right now. You're not. You did it. You brought you're up Carr, not, not me. Okay, so you're telling me that you didn't mean him when you were saying that exact scenario that he is in right now, and no. you were such a starch nope. backer of his, and nope. you were. Because you have a distorted view of how I view Derek Carr, and it's distorted your view. It's very clear you're lying right now. If you don't, if you you think that little of our listeners and our and our and our windbag, you think that little of them that you're going to do such a poor job of disguising what you actually meant, and you you want them to believe that. Six months ago, once Carr's gone, and I'll never bring up his name again. That, RJ, the, you are the, the one poisoned with Derek Carr. I, go through I your Twitter. Go through what you say. Go through your mentions. Right Carr, 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 Carr. How often I, I bring up Carr? Never. I never bring up Carr. Ever. Ever. You, you, you don't do. say his name, but you bring up every dude. It's just stop. Just stop. Because we all know what you meant, and it's okay. We all you're know in what a fantasy you land. That's why. Because you're like, oh, I can read. I don't listen to what RJ says. I don't listen to his words. I pretend I can imagine what's going on in his brain, and I'm going to go with that instead. Sure, that's buddy. what you do sure. all the time. And you're that's why you think you're, I'm so always I'm talking about Carr because he's on gonna, your mind. I'm going to do what you did last week. I'm going to ignore everything else, and I'm going to focus on this. You, ex- you described his exact situation this season. I described 100 exactly. Players. No, no, no. You described, described his exact situation right now. And you're not going to, like, you're not, oh, just, you know what? I'm not going to get into it anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not going to justify your. This is, a, this is exactly what I'm talking bail. about. I described a hundred players and you thought just one guy because he's on your brain and he's poisoned your mind. He's you thought not of one on guy. My mind. He is on your mind. You bring him up. I don't. Fact. RJ. I am. I'm not sitting and you lied to me and not call. Not, not what you meant. Look, root for whoever you want to root for. I described a hundred. I don't care. I didn't root for Tim Brown. I when know he you did for the freaking bus. You went right to Carr because he's on your brain. I, I don't. I don't. I don't root for anybody who's not playing for the Raiders. If you want to root for yeah. for other teams, fine. I'm telling you. You can do whatever you want, but don't I, say that I like, I'm not a true Raider fan for not rooting for somebody who played for us for 10 years. I like to see nice things happen to our Raiders, right? Guys that are like, all right, you've put in your time. He's not a Raider, you're a Raider he for life. For somebody else. You're a Raider for life, right? If you're not playing the Raiders, see, this, this I like to see issue. nice things happen to you. This is the issue. You're not a Raider if you're not playing for the Raiders. If you're still playing and you're not playing for the Raiders, you're not a Raider. You're okay. somebody else. How about this? How long does a Raider need to be a Raider for them to be a Raider when they retire? No matter what they do after, right? What's what's the number? One, one game. Okay. You play for the Raiders, you're a Raider. But if you play for somebody else, you're not a Raider right now. Once you retire, okay, then we, we can come back. That's hard when you've got like like Bill Romanowski's of the world that were like the enemy for so long and then spent a short time with the Raiders. Yeah. If you're well, an enemy well, longer than you were. He's a Raider. always hanging out on the raid with the Raiders though. He's doing stuff for the Raiders now. I can't believe you're rooting for a Bronco. I can't, if you want to root for other teams, go ahead. Soto. if you want to root for other teams, cause he's a Bronco. You see my point? Sure. Okay. Well, one player, have you ever heard once a Bronco, always a Bronco? You never heard that before. It's once a Raider, always a Raider. It doesn't apply when you put another person's jer- another team's jersey on. You're not a Raider when you do that. So it's like a it's like a trump card. Yeah, it's, it's you're you're you're, uh, you're in a bizarre world at that time. You're you're not you're not it. It's a trump card. Is what you're saying. Well, one guy where we're not sure, and it's getting less sure by the day if you'll be a Raider or not. Is a question of the day. Where where will Josh Jacobs be? Week one of the NFL season. When you've been franchise tagged and drafted by a team, 
That shouldn't be that hard of a question. That should be a pretty simple question. But it isn't because things are getting complicated with our boy, Josh Jacobs. Uh, looking at his tweets recently, take a quick gander here. Um, you can barely read that. Can I zoom in? Stupid tweet deck. I was torn. I either do tweet deck where I don't have to see all the ads or I can do Twitter and it's bigger, but it's like half ads. Anyway, he's tweeted four times in the last day. One of them, bad business. The other one was reply. People that don't play will never understand. Uh, he retweeted uh, Brian Baldinger, one of those great Baldy breakdowns that he does. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh Jacobs. Those are really team. good, man. Because it's like, it's, it's not super in-depth. It's very straightforward. And it just gives you a lot of tight, good information. It's the perfect middle ground. It's the perfect like Twitter length of video. Because you can get a long, boring, in-depth breakdown which is fine. Like sometimes I want, I, I have 30 minutes to sit down and like really dissect a player. Right. And then you've got the kind of like shitty sports centered 15 second soundbite. Yeah. Where bang, it's just kind of like, yeah, like hyperbole. And it just is like all, you know, B roll and just blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of over. And then you got Baldy, which is like, all right, here's, here's like, let me rewind it four or five times. A couple breakdowns, a lot of excitement, a lot mm -hmm. of hyperbole. Given guys nicknames, it's just a it's just a the perfect like minute long Twitter video type breakdown. It's and that it's, pinky, it's, it's bro. Cool. That pinky's like throwing up its own little gang sign. I think it's going yep. crooked. Um, and basically his entire Twitter is just him pitching his value as a running back, right? Jim Trotter had his article for the Athletic. That was a terrible article by Trotter, and I love the Athletic. It was just basically like, oh man, like this is this was this was the line. The NFL is the only major professional sports league where salaries are tied to position groups, which often means you'll be underpaid despite overproducing. Right at Josh Jacobs, just like begging for a tent, like hey, like sucking up to Josh Jacobs. It's like, uh, only like, only on Twitter can you have someone like pearl clutching the morality of economics <laughs> like like oh supply and demand is an evil scourge upon the universe as if it's like some dictator somewhere taking over your village and not math imagine pearl clutching over math that's what Look, we're doing here i saw a stat and and don't don't ask me where i saw it because I, I forgot where i saw it but since 2016 there's been 17 running backs who, si who signed their second contract where the average annual value of that contract was at least 4% of the cap. Mm. Okay. In those cases, more than 75% of those running backs in the, the, the following three years, those next, each one of those next three years, they did not come close uh, they did not exceed their production the previous two years before that contract mm -hmm. so you're never you, the team paid them and didn't get as much out of them in the next three seasons each of the next three seasons as they got out of them the period the previous two seasons more than it's like it's a little bit it's like, i think it's like 76 percent of the time it didn't happen so josh jacobs is uh mr cryptic tweeter you know, like, you know, kids are these days, goddamn millennials and the cryptic tweets. That's Josh Jacobs. So he never really like, he never says what he means. He's just kind of passive aggressive about it. But bad business was the tweet that he put out. That's the, that's the recent one that came out on the 20th. We're recording this on the 21st Wednesday. Where will Josh Jacobs be week one of the NFL season? Soto? Uh, he'll, he'll be with the Raiders. You're confident? How how confident are you in that? Do you have a percentage? Seventy five percent. Good. He might hold out. He might just say, "I don't want to." Look, he's not going to get a big deal, man. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. First off, it's not. It, let's 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 take Ziggler out of this. It's not the way the NFL is going. Right? NFL mm -hmm. freaking uh um, what's his name um, Adrian Peterson ten years ago. 
or 11 years ago would have been like one of the top two paid running backs in the league now. Mm-hmm. So the, the way it's, it's not, he was like, he was like $7 million less than Aaron Rodgers at the time. Like yeah. you weren't like running backs weren't that Aaron far was off. 22 of million that year in 2012, yeah. he was 22 million. He was the highest paid player. Yeah. Now it's, it's almost triple that. So it, it goes to show you that if there's more available and they're available throughout the draft and in undrafted free agents, you can get that, you can make that production up. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, I understand what, what Saquon, and it, it also doesn't, doesn't help that you have like Saquon Barkley and, and, and Josh Jacobs and um, the fuck's his name from freaking the, from the Cowboys. Pollard. Pollard. You have those, you have three top backs that are in basically the same situation. Mm. So look, man, is it personal? No, it's not personal. And the, the problem is, is I think, especially Josh Jacobs and, and to a certain extent, Saquon Barkley a little bit is trying to make it personal. Mm. They're trying to like, Oh yeah. Uh, tweeting bad business. Like why? Why is it bad business? It's, it's actually very good business. It's very good business to hold to your guns and say, look, we, we have a franchise tag. It's 10 million bucks. You're going to be a top paid, 10 paid running back. Yeah, it's only one year, but this is what we're offering. You know, uh, from all reports, there isn't a lot of conversation between Josh Jacobs and the Raiders because there doesn't have to be. I, I don't want to pay you more money. I don't want to pay this position group a lot of money. Well, I, I would disagree that that no that having no conversation is 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 a good thing. I mean, I, I didn't say it was a good thing. I said it's not happening. I would say, well, look, I I would disagree. It's like, oh, it's it's fine, right? That there's no conversation because you can like I'd be fine. I mean, when you add more years, you get less money generally, right? Like, he's not going to get a three year thirty. You know what I mean? You're getting a one year ten currently, right? I'd be semi content with like a two year sixteen, right? Something like that. Where it's who's to say right. that hasn't already been given, and Josh Jacobs just gets up and walks out. Well, we, we don't up. know, but my but my point is that's why you're at the negotiation table. Is like, all right, what's your answer to this question? Like, I I don't think you tell me you tell me if you know something I don't. I don't know if Josh Jacobs is like, give me four years, forty million guaranteed, or I'm not showing up. Like, I don't know if he's like, hmm, like being like my three and a half year old Frankie and saying like, no, hmm, like, do we know that's happening? Maybe certainly possible, certainly possible. I don't know if that's happening or not. So the other, and the other curveball to this is things change. You're in the best of the position, right? All the economics are, and I'm not saying this makes Josh Jacobs, right? I'm saying it does change things when you're number one, right? Leading rusher. He has more touchdowns in the last few years than Barkley. He is like his numbers are like, his numbers are consistently great, right? He's one of the most consistent arguably best running back in football. When you're number one, that's when your agent and you make the case. We're the best. We set the current standard in 2023. I think that's what they're thinking because that's what every single agent does, right? If you've got, you know, if you're the, if you're the next contract up at a position, you want to be the next one, the next big thing. Like, hey, we're number one. We deserve the number one pay, right? That's, that's the case they're currently making, and that's what the Raiders are facing. So I do understand that this is bigger than Pollard, right, and other players. Josh Jacobs is like, I'm number one. I led the league. I need to set a standard. Not, and I don't think he's. I don't think Josh Jacobs truly wants to set the standard for the position. Like he's a he's a martyr. That's. You know, I'm doing this for the other running backs. He's like, no, I'm I'm doing this for me, and that's how. And, and to his, and in fairness to their case, that's how the NFL works. The, the best guy raises the stakes each, raises the price each time out. That's the case that Jacobs and his agent are currently making that the Raiders are facing. Yeah, and, and again, it's your you're making it. That's that's the case of making it personal. It's about me. Being the best guy, it's it's not about you. It's about the position. Mm-hmm. It's about where the position is going in the NFL. It's yeah. about the last five, eight years, how that's going and what the trends are. And if 
you have the numbers in front of you where you don't have to pay running backs big money to win. We just heard that what was it the last 20 years or so? No, it wasn't that it was like it was like 13, but it was it was like it's more than 10. At least 10 years back. The last 10 years, which is what we're talking about with Adrian Peterson and and and, and the change in in Aaron Rodgers that year and the change in the quarterback pay as opposed to the running back pay. No team paid more than two million dollars for a running back and won the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was the it was the leading rusher in fairness, because there were some backups that got that played. The leading rusher, because it, I think this stat's important, because I think it, you're like this case is still correct, but there is a there is a, a detail to that stat that I was throwing around. I think it's important to notice. It was the leading rusher on the team, right? Because you could have like a split, like running back that like catches a lot of passes that was maybe highly paid, but didn't have as much rush yards that kind of get in the mix a little bit, right? But that's still kind of along the point. It's like, well, you're more of a receiver, right? You're you're more of that kind of threat, right? Then been a, a, a between the backs running back, which is mostly what Jacobs is. As and we're ecstatic that he's become a better and better and better pass catcher out of the backfield every season. Great, like mwah, great thing. But he's still a like, I'm gonna get you five yards with my line blocked for two. That guy, right? He's just a you know, I'm gonna get the hard yards after con 900 yards after contact last season. Like that's who Josh. That's how he thrives. And he's not. And he's not that type of back that's like, well, I'm more of a receiver, so look at me that way. It's like, no, no, man, you're you're an awesome, awesome, awesome running back. Yeah, it's and it I get what he's doing. I understand what he's doing, but by, by by him doing what's best for him, he's also doing what's best for other other running backs. I understand that. Yeah. But the issue is that's not that's not the the climate of the NFL right now. And I don't know that he's consistently shown the being the best back in the league to where it's hands down. Even now, he's not like, oh, wow, he's definitely, you know, a top, you know, two, three running back in the league. Like, it's still an argument to be made with what other running backs can do and their versatility. Did he win the rushing title? Yeah, he did. But what did that do for the team? The, the team was still in the middle, middle of the pack rushing-wise. So. I mean, you have to look at it from a couple different perspectives, okay? Not just what what fits a narrative. And of course, yeah, that's what that's what the um, the uh, agents are going to uh, harp on. But I mean, it's not like the people in our front office are like, you know what, agent? Oh my god, I never looked at it that way. You're absolutely right. Let's give them fifteen million dollars. It's not going to happen that way because they know better. Well, that's, and that's what I'm for the media for the fans. And that's what I'm saying is like like. With with Saquon, with Pollard, um, they're not they're not all three the same argument, right? I think I think they, they're all they're all in the same way they're all in the same argument, right? They're all franchise tag running backs in 2023, and they're in because of the economics, because of math, not because someone's out to get them, because of math. This is their situation. Jacobs of the three is the most unique because he's coming off the leading rushing season, right? And because he's he's had more touchdowns than Barkley the last few seasons, he. He is the wild card of the three. And so I think, and I think that's adding to these passive aggressive tweets from Josh Jacobs, why it's feeling more personal. Why is he's, he's obviously I don't, I don't follow um, like Pollard and Barkley as much as I follow Josh, but I haven't heard nearly as many headlines coming out of those two guys of they're saying this, or they're acting this way, or they're not at this. It's been Jacobs because he's, number one of those three by I think most metrics. And that's why I think it's the most complicated for the Raiders and Jacobs, as opposed to the other. Yeah. You, also, you also have to take a look at, at what they mean to the franchise. And I'm not diminishing Josh Jacobs, uh, how he, what he means to the team, but Saquon Barkley is the best player on the giants team. When he's healthy, he's the best player on their team. Mm. What would you say? JJ's what? Like the third best player. Behind Devontae and Max, I think I think I think don't, in twenty twenty. Don't, don't, don't be fooled by that one season. No, no, no. That's, well, that's, that's that's my point. That's my point. I'm saying twenty twenty two after after this last season, he can make that case consistently. Again, you have to think about it. Consistently, it's tougher. You have to think. You have to think about it, right? Yeah. So, um, I think you would get more arguments. 
putting Josh Jacobs ahead of Max and Devontae than if sure. you would put Devontae and Max ahead of Josh Jacobs. So, I mean, sure. yeah, it's, 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 it's tough, man. It's tough when um, what, what you're doing isn't equaling wins. And I'm not saying it's his fault, but you'd be more apt to pay Josh Jacobs if you are on more of a winning team too because that formula is winning for you. And if, if it's good, but you're not winning, it's like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, he's good. He's one of the best in the league, but are we winning with him? So, I mean, again. I mean, I, I would argue we go both ways, too. There, there's the argument there to be made as well. I, I, would, argue, I would argue there's, um, there's another side of the coin you just brought up. Because if you're a Super Bowl winning team, you've got a bunch of players that had good seasons. Like, it's impossible, right? Like, you had a bunch of guys yeah, that, you know, did great and all coming to the – to, to their GM looking like this, right? Like with the Raiders, you've got like anyone who did shit has already been paid. Like no one, no one from last team is already on contracts. Like, all right, you owe me now. It's just Jacobs. Right. So that's kind of the other part of it too. That that's, there's only one guy going after a bigger chunk of the pie after, you know, after last season, because he's the only one that, that did shit that wasn't already locked up, but it's complicated. Um, motions are involved and it's, ex- it's, and I think that was my biggest point of taking all this is like, I'm still with you. Right. We, 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 I've been saying trade Josh Jacobs for two seasons. Like, yeah. cause I knew we were going to end up here. I knew we were going to end up here two seasons ago. I'm like, let's get what we can. He's awesome. I'm going to miss him. He'll always be a Raider. Right. Instead of, you know, maybe one day I'll get like a Josh Jacobs signed helmet. You know what I mean? And I'm going to love it. And I'm going to wear it on this, on this podcast, but we were going to end up in, I knew we were going to end up in the situation. I knew it. Are we going to have to pay him $10 million for one year? Or we're going to lose him? Or he's going to sit out? We're going to have to trade him for peanuts because we have no leverage? I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard situation, man. It's a hard situation. Um, maybe if we had a younger running back, or excuse me, a younger quarterback that we didn't pay as much money to, we're, we're able to like, Give him a couple of years from what he's looking for, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just you have to take a look at the situation. It's not just the player or the position; it's also the situation too. Um, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's 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 a tough situation to be in, and um, you know, people are going to do what's best for them. If it, if it's best for them and their narrative to make it personal, then that's what they're going to do. And if it's best for them and their narrative to, to keep it about business and statistics and numbers and, and about a team building, you know, environment and, and actions. Yeah. You're, you're going to think about that. Uh, but for, for fans like us to be like, they have to do this. They happen. No, dude, no, they don't. You're being emotional right now. And um, it's I mean, not, it's, it's, it's not, it, it's not black. It's not black and white. And and that's and I, that I think is the biggest crux of the situation is it is an emotional situation. I don't blame Josh Jacobs for being emotional. Like by he all accounts and purposes, he's busted his ass to get to get where he is. He's sacrificed more, gotten more of his body than the two of I have ever than, than us two have done could possibly do in ten lifetimes. Right? Like yeah. I get it. Like like I bust my ass. I want to get paid. Totally understand. You sh- I mean, it'd be weird if he wasn't emotional. He's like, well, we're just going to sit back and let the nerds and the nerdulator figure out my salary. It's like, no, I, I, I get it. Yeah, and that's, and that's the clash, right? Is when something highly emotional is bashing their head up against economics. That's, that's the clash that we're in right now for fans and Josh. We'll see, man. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But honestly, I don't see Josh Jacobs sitting out and costing himself money to prove a point. Yeah. Because the Raiders are like, dude, we're offering you 10 plus million dollars. Like, you don't want to take that? 10 plus million dollars. You're going to just walk away from 10 plus million dollars. That's their position. They're holding firm. And I don't, I don't blame them. I would too. And also, you know, you're going to say this is me being negative, but this is the reality, whether you like it or not, is Josh Jacobs kind of has the Raiders by the balls a little bit, or the Raiders kind of have Josh Jacobs by the balls a little bit in that no one's, ex- nobody is expecting the Raiders to do shit this season. Or it's like, oh man, how are they going to get back to the Super Bowl without their star running back? It's like, 
Well, yeah, they're definitely not picked to win the win, win the Super Bowl or even you know, win, the, win the division. Win anything, no. right? So it's like, okay, you know, if we if we win one or two less games without Josh, no one's expecting us to win them any anyway. And that's you know that's that's probably how you know how a GM's going to think about it. So that's the other part of it. It's like, yeah, okay, well, we'll, we'll, it's just we'll, more, have, we'll have Zeus run. We'll see what he's got. It, it's just more more ammunition to divide the. Uh, to divide the uh, the fan base, because guys, look, when when you bring in when you bring in a new regime, you're gonna you're gonna find these moments where the old way meets the new way, you know, and um, I, I feel like ninety percent plus fans are on the side of Raiders, like whether they're not on the side of Josh McDaniels or Ziegler. Or Mark Davis, I think they're on the side of Raiders, where it's like, dude, just fucking play, or don't like, or get out of here, like, stop fucking with this. Like, that's been my take. Like, I don't know what you're. Like, let us know in the comment section too, guys. Like, are, are there guys? If you're on Josh Jacobs' side, let us know and give us a good, give us the reason. You know, we're we're not. You know, well, the thing is, it's, it's misleading our heels because... in. If there's a really good reason that, that you think why the Raiders should buckle to Josh Jacobs, please let us know. But at the same time, it's we got a lot of fucking holes on this team. And that's a lot of money to a position that hasn't shown its value in a long time. Yeah, and it's 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 a little misleading because most of the people who are like, dude, you don't pay a running back that much money. Just no one does it in the NFL, and it's really difficult to win when you do, especially when you don't have a, a young quarterback on a rookie contract. So if you do, if those the people who are thinking in that, they're thinking more rationally already. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're going to be like ah and jumping on there and like you guys are all stupid. You shouldn't pay a running back. No, the people that are really emotional. Those are the ones who are going to engage. Those are the ones who are going to rant. Mm. So we're going to get a lot of that. So it's it's kind of skewed a little bit. It's it's not it's not a, a true uh, measure of of how the fans feel. Question of the day: Where will Josh Jacobs be week one of the NFL season? Let us know. Comment section. He'll be pinned. But we know where Chandler Jones will be. Um, very 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 rich and playing on the other side of Max Crosby. Uh, ESPN did an interview with him, and um, he said he said a lot of things. The, there's the big one that stuck out to me. Well, let's let's go with a couple of little things first. Um, he talked a lot about his role with the Raiders. He's like, "Oh, I want to be a mentor." Um, there are some comments from his teammates who love him. Um, obviously, we've heard nothing but the most positive elements of Chandler Jones from Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. Like, well, maybe he's not getting the stats, but he's doing things that you don't see and he's freeing other people up and all the lines that we heard last season. It seems like everyone in that building loves Chandler Jones. And and it goes back to my theory that like, he is a true football guy, true football dude. Right. And coaches love that. They love guys that live football, breathe football, smile on their face when it's time for drills energetic when it's for, for like uh, videos film sessions you know what i mean like they love guys like that and that's chandler jones and i think that's a big reason why he got the contract that he did and why everyone is is sunshine and roses around him despite the fact that he grossly underperformed his contract last season i mean hear him talk hear him talk about it he, he didn't underperform at all well, let's hear what he said. Uh, this is the this is the big line that was going around this week. Chandler Jones to uh, Paul Gutierrez of ESPN. Football, especially at this level, statistics are tricky. Very tricky. You can sit there and stare at stats, but at the end of the day, as long as you're grading out well by the coaches and you're doing your job, you might be freeing up other guys as long as you're putting the team first. That's all that matters. So I want more stats, of course. Is that my goal? Of course. I would be selling myself short if I didn't, but you can't go chasing them and i think that really encapsulates what i was talking about it's like well you can look at stats but the coaches love me i'm doing my job and maybe i'm freeing up other people when that's your case kind of a rough case well look if you're gonna make that case be a a defense that's good at something Mm -hmm. we were like 19th against the run we were like 27th against the pass. We were like 28th or something like that in, in, in scoring. We were one of the worst teams at turnovers. 
it's like, okay, you're freeing up the guys to do what? What 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 is your play actually a, a contributing to Dude. us being a very bad defense? Who who did you free up that had a great season? Like who who did you the the one guy that had a good season is on the complete opposite side and has all the focus he had on good him. Season already. It wasn't like you did it you you did it for him. If anyone was getting freed up to have a good season, it was you. It was Chandler Jones. When you're the offensive coordinator and the O-line coach getting ready for the Raiders, what are you focused on? Max Crosby. What side is he on? Double, triple no, team not. him. <laughs> Double, triple team him. That's Chandler Jones I, is on no. the other side getting freed up. He's the one that got freed up, not the one that was freeing up Mr. Triple Team to Max Crosby, who still led the team, led the league in pressures. Like, you're the one that got freed up, not Matt, not anyone else. Yeah, Come that's I, I I looked at that and I read it and I and I sat there and I thought about it a little bit and I'm like, well, I see what he's trying to say, but there's there, there's there's no branch for him to grasp on as he's falling out of that, out of that tree. Yeah, because it's like the team didn't excel in any one area that he would have helped the team excel in. We, we, we're not a top team in sacks. We're not a top team against the run. We weren't like one of the top teams in pressures. We weren't, you know, good against the pass. Uh, we weren't good uh, getting turnovers. We weren't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what, what are you actually helping the team do with your all you're doing your job? If we were like a top 10 defense, then it'd be like, okay, he's the glue that keeps the team together. Cause they all love him. And you know, it's like, okay, I can, you know, if I squint my eyes, I can see what he's talking about. Right. No. But when everyone, everything on the defense was terrible. Everything, everything, everything that was not named M a X X was terrible. Right. Awful. You did not free up anything. If there's one player on that team that should have been able to take advantage of Max Crosby, it was you. And yeah. you didn't. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I I get it. I get what he's trying to say, but when yeah. you take a look at the numbers, it it, it doesn't doesn't match up. Well, speaking of uh, Maxx Crosby, are you are you is there a brick wall by you right now, Soto? Uh oh, no, there isn't. Thank God. Because after you hear this, you're going to want to run through it head first. Here's Max Crosby on Instagram today, just sitting in his car, got a, a baseball jersey unbuttoned, no undershirt, showing off the new the the new ink. So just that's it, man. Max. Just being Max. Every single day you wake up, you got an opportunity. I can tell you firsthand, when I wasn't working as hard, I wasn't getting what I was getting. Three years later, I've been consistent. I've not stopped. I'm passionate as ever. I've always had the passion. I always had the mindset, but I didn't have the fucking work and consistency behind it. I've done it for three years now, bro. It's changed my whole life. It's changed my kids' lives and their kids' lives. My family's lives, they're all good. I'm, everybody is taken care of. But at the end of the day, all that matters is yourself. If you take care of yourself first, you can do anything in the world. You can give out happiness, you can show love, you can give back to the people you love, take care of people, like, that's what it's really about, but you can't do that unless you take care of yourself and you love yourself. I love myself, I'm proud of myself, and I remind myself every single day, even though it's fucking hard. It's never fucking easy, but you gotta chase your fucking dreams. Fuck what everyone is talking about. Go do what you gotta do. That's it. I'm gonna wake up at four in the morning and work out now. No, you're not. No, I'm going to think about it. Oh, you're going to tell yourself you're going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell myself. I'm going to tell my wife. If that was my alarm in the morning, Dude. I think I, I think I would be like 17 percent more productive with my day. Listen up, guys. If RJ actually sets an alarm for 4 a.m. and doesn't get up and work out, his wife will literally castrate him. If I don't get up at four, yeah. If you just wait, if you just if the alarm goes off and you just eh, turn it off and go back to bed, it's like yeah. you woke her up for no reason. She's gonna kill you. Well, this is the difference: is we have a three and a half year old that refuses to sleep, so we're kind of used to it by now. And that's the only thing that does that's save my even ball sack. worse because it does save my ball sack. Oh, this is this is the kind of like 
empty motivational poster bullshit that I like roll my oh, eyes my to normally, but because it comes from Max, it hits different. You know what I mean? Oh. Like you've got every one of us has got buddies on social media, mostly chicks. That they're just like, no one believes in me. You got to do it for yourself. Like number one is the only one. And you're like, bitch, you got three kids that you never see. Or like, like, dude, you've been fired four times in the last six months. Like, don't give me this shit. Like, don't give me your motivational shit. Like, you're not that guy. Yeah, Mad dude. Max says it. You're like, oh, he's right. I could be, I could be Max Crosby if I just work hard. You know, I think the thing is, is it's a motivational speech, but what he's talking about is more like discipline, drive, yeah, right, consistency. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about motivation. Motivation is, it's, it's, I mean, we all know motivation is bullshit. Yeah. Cause no one feels like doing what they have to do to be successful every single day. A lot of people who are successful don't feel like doing what they need to do to be successful any day, but they know they have to do it. So they get up and they get it done. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's what he's, that's what he's talking about more so than anything else is, is that, is that, that internal drive that gets you going because there's a lot of times you, you don't feel like doing it. But you get up and you do it like you love doing it, even though you don't. Well, every every uh, well-disciplined person was triggered in that way at some point, right? Like something got them to be there. And for Max, he's like, dude, my kids and kids' kids will never want for anything ever. And it's like, that's crazy. That's why I'm up every morning being the hardest working guy I can be in in, in the field of hardworking guys, right? So it's like that that trigger right there that gets it going. You would think with like that level of mentality in the room that it would be a little infectious and getting to other people in the, in the defense would be a little better, you know, like how can we, how can we bottle that up from Max Crosby and just inject it into the butt cheeks of all 50, the other 52 players on the team? It's like, how can we like can Max and make everyone drink it on the Raiders? You know, so I, I played, and I, I mean, I, I, I also we trained with someone, uh, and we talked about the warm ups and beginning and all stuff, and like where we trained the warm ups were pretty tough. And uh, there was an older guy that that trained with us, and uh, he's like, always really like, yeah, let's get this done, yeah, let's do, it, let's do it. And I'm sitting next to him, and we're doing our warm up right, and he's like, God, I freaking hate this, but it's like. He doesn't let anyone else see that. He's like pumping himself up like he loves doing it. But he's just like, he looks over, he's like, man, I freaking hate this, man. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get it done. And 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 that's 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 most of the time. The people that you you hear jumping around and like, yeah, let's get it done. Let's do extra set. Let's do extra sprints. Let's do this. Let's, let's wake up a little earlier and, and, and work out. And they don't like doing that. They know they have to. And it's like that, that little glimpse made me like, it really showed a light like oh yeah you're, you're just like us like when you go into a fight and like you know you throw a leg kick and he and then the other guy checks it i don't care how much adrenaline you have in your body that shit fucking hurts that shit fucking hurts so you but you do it anyway because that's what you're supposed to do and that's what the game yeah. plan calls for so it's like you you, you, you you do the stuff that you have to do and uh, good stuff happens when you do it george st pierre those who want you to see like arguably the greatest fighter of all time. Like it's probably John Jones at this point, but he's Mount Rushmore greatest fighters of all time. One of these up there. And he said every single fight, this is a dude who didn't lose a round for half a decade and not a fight for a decade. Right. Didn't lose a round of fighting for five years. He said every single time he was in the back of that arena in the locker room, getting to warm up. He said he would wish that the power would go out in the venue. So the fight would be canceled and he wouldn't have to fight because he has so much nerves, so worked up about it, so scared about it, etc. And this is one of the greatest fighters of all time. Like if he thinks that way, all of a sudden I don't feel so bad when I'm shitting my pants in, you know, when I'm about to fight in some crappy Indian casino in front of 1200 tweakers, right? Like now it's like, okay, if he feels that way, I should feel fights, man. <laughs> those are the best dude. It's like tweakers and their stripper girlfriends, like 909 or girlfriends. It's like, 87% of my audience, right? When, when I was fighting local scenes in Southern California. But that's, and that's the other part of it is like, 
when you say things like that, it's less what you say and who it comes from. Like mm-hmm. David Goggins isn't that great of a speaker, but you're like, oh, you do like ultra marathons back to back to back without training just to show me how hard you are. I, I kind of want to listen to what you have to say. Like, I want to know what makes you tick. And when Max Crosby says it, and and that's the other thing too, is like, it's like, that's always been Max Crosby's MO. Like there's, you know, and there's guys that are insane athletes, super, super high level geniuses, gifted beyond belief. And Max, you know, you're not that good at football without being a, a chunk of all those, but he's always been just like, I'm going to outwork everybody from day one. Like I am just going to outwork every single motherfucker that's in my way. And that's how I'm going to find success. So coming from him for those two reasons, because he is success and that's always been his formula for success. I'm ready to run through a brick wall. I'm going to put on Bo Jackson's helmet and run through a brick wall. Can you videotape it, please? I will. Post-concussion. I don't know if you're going to be able to get it because I'm not Max Crosby. I'm going to fall down. Um, we skipped this topic last week, but it's already kind of late. I do want to get to Raider news and what it, we'll skip it again. <laughs> Maybe they'll still be around in Raiders news. I didn't realize this, but um, Antonio Brown, we talk about like once a Raider, always a Raider. He never actually played. So he's not a Raider. Yeah, but he, I said he had to play one game. Never play one game. You never, I don't think he practiced, truly practiced once. Really yeah, mean. he practiced because you remember he was cussing out freaking Mike Mayock. He was in the building or he was on the facility, but was it like a real actual practice? Who the I hell knows? I don't know. Anyway, he's not a Raider, less of a Raider than we could imagine. But he's potentially a first ballot Hall of Famer, stats wise. First team All Pro full time, four times. And that's the one that matters to you, Soda, right? All pro. All Seven-time pro bowler, all-decade player. Twice he led the league in receptions. Twice he led the league in receiving yards. Once he led in receiving touchdowns. From 2013 to 2018, he never had fewer than 101 catches, 1,284 yards, and eight touchdowns in any season. Some good numbers, is, man. His 83 touchdown receptions are tied with Calvin Johnson. He's also a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, Calvin played a few year, fewer years, but yeah, you get it. His per game average of 84.2 receiving yards is fourth all time behind Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones, and Calvin Johnson. He's the only player with two of the top six seasons for receptions. 136 in 2015, 129 in 2014. That now, goes to show you how good Julio Jones was. He's his last couple of years have been dog shit, and he's still on top of the list. He was unstoppable, right? So his eligibility will be, will be 2027, right? The other people that are in that class in 2027. So now there's never been only one time has there been three first ballot Hall of Famers in the same class, right? And we're like, okay, that's never gonna happen again. It could be in 2027, and right, Calvin so Johnson, Calvin jo- or, uh, Antonio Brown could be fourth, right? So 2027, Rob Gronkowski eligible. Yeah. Ballot, right? yeah. Adrian Peterson. Oh, man. First ballot. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Ooh, that's going to be tough. They love quarterbacks. Dude, quarterbacks. I, do. I know they do. I know they quarterbacks do. Quarterbacks always do. Uh, the, the thing is, is you, you have to be, uh, you know, and look, AD is uh, not clean. He got that thing whooping on his kid, right? And yeah, but Gronk I feel like that's so weird. Gronk is more of like a playful thing. Yeah, he's like, like your frat party uncle as opposed like to. Like we told the Pats that he, you can't trade me because I retire. Mm. <laughs> that's such a great story. And then here's another wild card. Uh, Richard Sherman. No, definitely no guarantee first ballot, but I think it's a conversation. Is there a conversation there? Because there's so many, so much other good talent that have, let's say, less of a off the field issue and like a, an image issue. Mm-hmm. 
I, I could definitely see both Steelers getting snubbed the first year because of their off the field, you know, shit. Can you just imagine Antonio Brown getting inducted in a speech? Like he just whips out his dick in Canton uh, on, it. on the podium, calling everyone cracker. Look, I could tell you that that's impossible. But then I saw him in a public <laughs> pool in a hotel doing the exact same thing. And I just, I, I don't think he sees too much of a difference. That insane motherfucker might be a first ballot Hall of Famer and part of a class like the first class ever with four first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, if if I had my put my money on, I think it's maybe some of the off the field stuff because I mean we're talking about some serious shit here. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and I think this is the other part too is it's serious shit that affected football shit. And football is my the NBA. They're like, oh my god, you waved a gun around. Twenty five game suspension because we're like so we so care about what you do off the off the court. The NFL, real of all the major sports leagues, cares the least about what you do off the field, right? But because his shit bled onto the field, I think it's going to hurt him more. I think that's what I think that's going to hold him back and have him be, you know, second, third, fourth ballot Hall of Famer. One because the class is so deep, and they're like, all right, do we really want? Antonio Antonio whip your dick out Brown be a part Dude, of let's talk about the field like he walked off the field throwing his jersey and his freaking equipment everywhere like walked yep. through the field of play and did that shit it's like I mean you're gonna put him in a hall of fame the first ballot I think again I'm not saying that he will or he won't what I'm saying is there's a lot of 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 ammunition to not put him in the first year it's the yeah, it's it's the off the field and it's how deep that class is anyway. It was kind of a shittier class. You'd be like, oh, he's getting in. Cause he's that yeah, good of a receiver. Like pure stats, no brainer. Mm-hmm. No brainer. Pure stats, no brainer. And how cool, I mean, how cool would it be from a pure football standpoint to have the quarterback and receiver go in together, right? It may go in the following year, but it's I me mean, again. It, a a, a um, an argument can be made to keep them out, both of them. I'm kind of I'm kind of rooting for him to do it, just to watch. Because you know how much I like to watch the world burn. Yeah, I would yeah. love to see Antonio Brown, speedo, bleached hair, getting uh, the person who inducts him is just like a stripper, and then he so comes great. up and gives a speech. It'd be amazing. Ready to do some what up win bags? Yes, sir. So for the first time in Autumn Windbags history, episode 176, two and a half years running, we're going to change up what up win bags. Because last week, our question of the day got so much attention, had so many great answers, I wanted to come back to it. We asked last week, what's the best comedy of all time? Which film's the best comedy of all time? And y'all threw out some heaters. You guys were slinging the rock. I said, liar, liar. Um, I forgot what you said. Not Friday. Friday. Okay. Here's, here's the list that we got. And this is by no means all of them. But here's the list that we got. Here's a list of movies that were named at least twice. Some were named a ton of times. Some Blazing, yeah. Blazing Saddles, I think, got the most... Most brought up. That's a great movie. It's so. Can't, I think we can't make it today, but I think that's. I think that proves how old our, our audience is too. That Blazing Saddles was up there so high. You know, I mean? old experience. Come on, Tommy Boy. Good one. Chris Farley's best work, dude. Hey, there's a pretty girl down there. I don't know. Who's I, I want to notice the Yankees. <laughs> who's your favorite little rascal? Alfalfa. Or is it Spanky? Sinner. <laughs> um, another Jim Carrey classic, Ace Ventura. It's a good one. Can't go wrong with that. Friday. I'd say Friday's in a league of its own. It's good. Friday's in, in, in its own in, a, in its own awesome category. Uh, Office Space. Another good one. I always thought Office Space was a was overrated. It's funny. It's good, but like people 
put it up on such a high pedestal? I, the thing is, I don't know. I don't know that you've worked in that type of environment before, like a cubicle type environment. And you know what it is? It just it just speaks to people so much. Yeah, the hell yeah. Is a cubicle. And, and it's it's just the uh, the characters that they have are so like in every office you're going to have those characters. You're going to have a guy. You're you're this. You're this guy. You're that guy. It's like Michael Bolton, like the singer. It's like no, no, it's shitty. It's like well, well that's my, that's a pretty cool name. Yeah, it was a cool name. It's that no talent ass clown started winning Grammys. It's like well. Why don't you change your name to Mike Bolton? Why? He's one that sucks. <laughs> he gets all of defenses about uh, it. Naga, Naga, not gonna work here anymore. At least, <laughs> uh, Caddyshack, classic. One. I think that's another. I think there's an entire, there's an entire generation of men that say Caddyshack's number one. Like I think you can. I think if you go from like people born in like seventy five to eighty five, that that might be their number one. I mean, Caddyshack came out in like 85, so or early 80s. So it's like if, if you were born in like the mid 60s to like the like the mid 70s, probably, you would have been like maybe 10-ish, 12-ish at least when that came out. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, Caddyshack probably a good one for you. Airplane. Airplane's another good one. Still holds up. Oh, Just the so most, good. the most slapsticky cornball-y comedy. But it's done so smart, though. Back to back to back. That more than anything led to my drinking problem. (laughs) (laughs) He's just pouring Gatorade on his cheek. I I speak jive. (laughs) (laughs) Chill, blood. (laughs) Uh, Van Wilder. Awesome. Uh, I thought it was okay. It's it's funny and like, you know, it's one of the less stupid sex rompy comedies. You know, like uh, road trip and off um, uh, American Pie. Like those are all funny, but they were like, there's some really fucking stupid jokes. Van Wilder is in that realm, but I think the least stupid. Okay. And every single girl named Naomi has been told a thousand times. Do you know what that means? I moan backwards. Everyone. Half baked. Ah. Dave Chappelle, I, it's so crazy how that wasn't Dave Chappelle's big like coming out party. You're like, it should have been like, oh wow, now you're a superstar. Like he had to have the Chappelle show like a decade later, to, like really come out. My cousin Vinny, that's so good, dude. It still blows my mind that Marissa Tomei won an Academy Award for a comedy. Well, blows my mind that Marissa Tomei looks the same as she did back then. She's God, so freaking hot. Uh, waiting. I think that goes along with office space that every single person who's like a server, bartender, hostess, manager at a restaurant just can't get enough of that. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't really, I didn't really think it was all that funny because it's like that. It's, it's like in that, in that same mold yeah. where if you haven't worked in the service industry, cause I don't, we, we know a lot of people who've worked in the service industry before. And, that, and that's how I got to explain to me. He's like, dude, every character isn't every like there's like the underage jailbait hostess there's like the pervy older dude who knows the block the pervy older ch- like yeah like, super pervy manager yeah the chick that's like on the brink of a mental breakdown he's just like dude it's just it's just too manager who can't handle the freaking pressure like there's it's all that uh grandma's boy oh such a good one so funny uh Beer Fest and Super Troopers, both those. I mean, they're almost kind of this broken lizard. Yeah, the broken lizard, like the two best broken lizard ones. I tell you what, if Aiden O'Connell takes off, we got movies might be twice as funny. <laughs> oh. uh, s- scary movie. I mean, movie's gonna be pretty good to have seventeen sequels. You know what I mean? It's 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 good because it's again it's silly. Mm-hmm. But it's still funny, and the jokes are still pretty smart. Uh, super bad, great, classic. Loving. Let me take a look at those warlocks. Yeah. Uh, the only one on this list I haven't seen. Freddie got fingered. Never you haven't seen Freddie got fingered? He just—he's just so stupid to me. It is. It's really stupid. And again, it's not. It's not like a, like a scary movie or like a, an airplane that's like silly, but also smartly written. 
It's not that. It's just silly. <laughs> I just hate Tom Green. I just don't. I just don't find. I have a pretty immature sense of humor, and even I'm. I, even I like lift my nose up to Tom Green. It's like, ugh, come on, bro, grow up. And that's yeah. coming from me, Soto. Yeah. Uh, new guy. Yeah. I would put that very low on this list, but funny movie. And finally. Don't be a menace to South Central Los Angeles while drinking your juice in the hood. Don't be a menace showed up a lot. Yeah. And it was good. I, I thought it was really funny, too. I think just the, uh, I mean, the Wayans brothers, again, I think are kind of overrated. But when they can get their shit right, like white chicks. It's like, uh... There were parts that I thought were oh, funny, but for the most part, I'm like, eh. they have great premises. Like the pre mm -hmm. like they're like. Just, just the name of the movie. Don't be a menace to South Central Los Angeles while drinking your juice in the hood. Like, I, I want to go see it just by listening to the title. Like, how outrageous can this be? Is it, is it, is Los Angeles or is it, is it just don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood? I don't remember. I don't think there's Los Angeles in there. I'm, I'm, I'm being. Don't thinking. be a menace. It, 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 it didn't to sound. South. It didn't sound right. Oh, Los Angeles. Is it Los Angeles in there? No, the, no Los Angeles. Oh, no, don't yeah. be a, don't be a menace to That's self why It sounded weird to me. I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. I made the longest movie title ever, even longer. Even longer. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate it. Um, we're still just kind of waiting on OTAs, waiting on Josh Jacobs, hoping Jimmy G can be healthy get back to practice um and if you uh see me with a couple black eyes and some bandage around my head it's because i ran through a brick wall because i watched the max crosby video 37 on loop on a loop until then nugget would if you're with me